You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing today, Dr. Gray? I'm wonderful. What can I help you with? Uh, I just have a few questions. Uh, I'm a non-traditional pre-med coming from the military, uh, looking to get out and maybe hopefully go to medical school. And and a lot lot of questions that I haven't found online, uh, and I, I thought I could ask you some. Okay. So uh, since since I'm in the military, uh, all of my classes are online, 100, well, almost 100%. Uh, I did community college in like dual college credit in high school. Okay. And uh, I did terrible. I made <laughs> like C's and P's. But since then, online, I, I've made all straight A's. Okay. Uh, but GPA, like uh, the dual college is hurting me. I'm, I'm not like a... 3.58 right now or something. Okay. Uh, do online classes hurt my chances of, of, uh, of getting in? All online classes hurt my chances of getting into medical school. Potentially. It's going to depend on each individual medical school. I think one of the silver linings of the pandemic is that medical schools have kind of reevaluated their stance on uh, uh, on online classes because they themselves had to teach medical school online for a period of time. And so they're like, well, why are we judging a student based on their online class when we were perfectly fine teaching our own students uh, in, in an online course? So at least one school that I know of, Hopkins, actually has changed their the language on their website to say that they accept online classes period, regardless of when you've, you've taken them, not just during the pandemic. So they've changed their stance and and that was a new change since the pandemic. So it's going, it's just ultimately going to depend on the medical school. Okay, sweet. Uh, so I'm a, a helicopter rescue swimmer in the coast guard and, uh, I, I have patient experience here and there because uh, mm-hmm. I'm an EMT. I do uh, I perform EMT duties on on the helicopter. Yep. Uh, what what can I count as like patient care experience uh, as far as that goes? Yeah. So it's it's one of those weird ones. It's like when you think about uh, being an EMT just in general, right? If you were just sitting at a firehouse somewhere as an EMT you're on a 24 hour call and maybe three hours of that is patient care experience, but we don't tell people to extract out hours and go, well, think about it. And how many hours did you really interact with patients? And, and I tell students that, and I, I put it in context of, well, as a doctor, the far majority of your time is probably going to be non direct patient care activities. You're going to be charting, you're going to be doing uh, kind of teamwork stuff and and doing rounds and other things. And you're going to be talking to insurance companies and you're going to whatever, right? You're going to be doing a lot of things that isn't direct patient care. But we don't say that a doctor, like all of the doctor's time isn't clinical experience. So I, I think ultimately you have to decide for yourself just based on your specific situation. If it's truly like if you worked a week and maybe there was like one call that you went out on, then then just make some some educated guesses on 
this amount of time was just me being in the Coast Guard, but this amount of time was actual clinical experience. Mm -hmm. And so you can just separate out the hours so that they, they add up to your total time. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Good information. Uh, and as far as volunteer hours, I, I work full time, uh, cause I'm active duty and, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a full time student. I'm taking 20, 24 credits right now. Holy moly. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that's a lot. Yeah, my wife's fed up with it, but, uh, I'm almost done. So, <laughs> but, uh, for as far as volunteer hours go, I, I'm looking to squeeze some hours in, but I do a lot of volunteering at my work, uh, okay. specifically with the leadership diversity and like a leadership diversity advisory committee. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm a petty officer for them. Uh, could I count that as a volunteer hours? You can do whatever you want. Ultimately, there's there's no specific rules to this game, and so if you feel like that is true volunteering, then sure. Okay, perfect. Uh, and going back to that, to taking to like being a full full time student and actually taking overload credits just to try to sail my way through this. Uh, does that look bad on a medical school? Like uh, because like we're in the summer semester right now and I'm, I'm taking a full course load. Uh, I know some people advise and I've seen some of your videos of, uh, of uh, taking college classes or core classes in, uh, in the summer. I have no issues taking classes during the summer. I don't know where this myth started or this misconception started. Um, there's no issue taking core classes, right? Prereqs during the summer where summer issue usually comes into play is that the majority I would say of summer courses are condensed. And so it's harder to take an organic chemistry during the summer than it would be during kind of fall or spring kind of full timelines. And so you are more potentially likely to get worse grades by taking it during the summer. Therefore, it's potentially discouraged to take it during the summer, but it's not bad. And it's not like the medical schools aren't looking going, well, why did you take orgo during the summer? We don't like that. Like they they don't care. They don't have time to, to nitpick stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes a lot, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, so I know you were a flight doc, Yep. Uh, thank you for your service, by the way. Yeah, thank you. And uh, I have a flight doc of my own, but he's a PA. Would would that be discouraged to work with uh, to work with a PA? He's a yeah. So so working with in terms of what like shadowing experience, Sh- shadowing experience. Yes, sir. Yeah, you can get shadowing experience with him, but you should also have physician MDDO shadowing. Uh, and so it's it's perfectly fine on an application to put MDDO shadowing, PA shadowing, uh, DPM shadowing, NP shadowing, right? Whatever, whoever you've shadowed, show that you've explored and asked questions and maybe you weren't sure you wanted to go MDDO route and maybe you were thinking of PA, like add it all in there and and that's fine. And if you're applying to medical school, you should be shadowing physicians. Um, and then ideally also you're shadowing civilian physicians. Okay. I, 
I do have uh, civilian positions lined up. Hopefully, I, I can find some time after I finish these this ridiculous course load. <laughs> if but you I, weren't taking three hundred hours credit hours a semester, then you'd be okay. That's true. That, <laughs> that's true. Uh, and so you're you're familiar with the GI Bill, correct? Yep. And, yeah, I have uh, mine sitting there not being used, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to go back to school. And I wasn't in long enough to transfer it to my kids. So it's a bummer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like six and a half years or something. Ten. But ten years you got to be ten in. years to transfer. Yeah, yeah they, that's how they get you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Texas in, in particular uh, gives something called a Hazelwood Act. Are, are you familiar with that? I've heard of it, but I'm not. I'm not super familiar with it. Okay. Okay. I was just going to ask if maybe I could apply that to medical school. I'm, I'm only looking to apply to UCSF and to uh, every medical school in Texas that I, that I can. And why is that? Why, why so restrictive? Uh, just because of the Hazelwood Act, uh, because they give you an extra, I, I think it's 120 credits, either 60 or 120 credits. And if I could apply that, that would make medical school significantly cheaper to me and UCSF because that's where my wife is a nurse at right now and wouldn't have to move her around. So the the issue with applying to the Texas schools though is that you're not a Texas resident. I uh, unless well, you claim to be a Texas resident. Technically with the military I do I claim okay. to be a Texas resident, but I'm living in San Francisco right now. So, okay. I'm, I'm all over the place. <laughs> so yeah, I mean the, the normal kind of military shenanigans you can kind of claim and, and the, the technicality of that is because because most people uh, when they come in, everyone's like, oh, claim, claim Texas, Tennessee, Florida, right? The, the states with zero income tax. But there's a technicality to that of and you also kind of project out that that's where you want to be when you're going to separate from the military. Mm-hmm. And, and so just just random, <laughs> random trivia. Um, so you claim to be a Texas resident kind of tax wise. Um, do you, do you have a Texas driver's license and all that stuff as well? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, I mean, theoretically you're a Texas resident and that's probably good enough to apply to Texas medical schools. I would just, just double slash triple check, um, with TMDSAS directly, just, just shoot them an email and just say, Hey, like, I just want to confirm that I'm going to be okay applying to Texas medical schools that, that they're going to consider me an in-state applicant. Just, okay. I'm sure that it's probably a 0.000001% chance that they're like, Oh no, we don't, we don't consider that for as like, I, I'm sure it's perfectly fine, but there's just something inside of me. That's like, just please double check. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, so, Last question here. I know I've asked a lot of questions and thank you for... So actually, before you get to your last question, mm-hmm. the the Hazelwood thing that you were mentioning before for your GI Bill, yes, is sir. that because you're using your GI Bill now for school? I am. Uh, I, I was using tuition assistance and okay. I kept maxing it out. Uh, half a semester, I would max it out. And I'm like, well, I want to get this ball rolling. I'm 23. Uh, I've seen people on your videos a, a little older with like, which is fine, but, uh, I, I want to expedite this process. I want to get okay. out of the military and start my medical, my, my real medical career. Okay. In a okay. Higher, uh, so, so you've been using the GI bill to pay for your undergrad education, which means it's not going to be there at least for the bulk of your medical school, which is why Texas looks more favorable. 
Yes, sir. Okay. I will have uh, I will have two years and six months left on my GI Bill. So I've only used six months of it because okay. I I used TA first. Okay. Tuition first Got it. Long. I've got it. Okay. Uh, so you get college credits from the military, and I could not find this question or this answer anywhere. You get, you know, how you get college credits. Is that like a pass or fail thing where where schools don't consider that? I have no idea. Okay. Who who's giving you college credits? JS Joint Service. The Joint Trans- Service Transcript. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the the Joint Service Transcript, the JST. If if you are getting credits from them and and if you pulled your your JST and it shows like here's this thing that you did whatever course you went to and it's equivalent to these this credit like you I I'm pretty sure that you just submit that when you apply to medical school you're you're just adding your JST to your application and then it's okay. it's going to be uh, if they don't give you any sort of grade, it's just going to be a pass fail thing or whatever it shows on there. But just just do a quick pull up the uh, TMDSAS applicant guide and see if they have any specific information on the JST uh, and find out. Well, awesome! Thank you so much, Doctor Gray. Yeah, you're welcome. Hopefully, um, you you uh, can finish up. 24 free 24 credits that's how many you're taking 24 credits you can uh, keep keep rocking and rolling get get those straight a's keep that going uh that will have a huge impact and then for the the next big hurdle for you as you keep going through this journey is the mcat this little little thing called the mcat if you haven't yet go get a free account over at blueprintmcat.com and start using their flashcards and start playing with their free study planner tool just to give you an idea of what that plan is going to look like. Because if you're working full-time, taking 24 credits, and planning on taking the MCAT all at the same time, it, it may get a little much for you. So just make sure you're planning out and uh, properly s- properly setting aside time for that little thing called the MCAT. Little thing. <laughs> That's it. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check out our amazing Facebook group, The Hangout, at medicalschoolhq.net slash group. 